0: You're listening to Roadie, the Billy and Ben podcast. Episode 10, Billy. What can we say? Ten episodes of Roadie. Who would have thought on that first episode when we were recording on, I believe it was March the 12th on the way to Mark's shoot, that uh, we would have actually stuck with something.
1: I'm grateful. Thank you very much for taking up... uh uh the opportunity to do something like this because i think we did one episode i was like yeah whatever whatever and then we did two and i said oh it sounds great it's a great idea so uh uh big ups to you for uh thinking about doing it
0: as i said on the episode with Stevie Fizz there is no show without you Billy sure i can sweat and spend hours editing you know while you're relaxing and enjoying life but I don't have what you have, the joy de vivre that you bring to the people in your life and and this podcast.
1: Okay. Uh, That is really heartwarming, and I really don't know what to say.
0: What would you think, Billy, if I said to you, let's double down on this, let's go away together, just you and me, we'll go to the country, and we'll get a nice little shack and we'll just spend day on day together day and night we don't even have to have separate rooms or anything and we'll just work on the podcast
1: i believe that's a great idea and i think that is basically uh the way it's done if you really want to get Mm. uh, into it because you know like i work with a few music uh uh, tribes you know uh and the actual professional people the wu-tang clan was one of them Mm -hmm. um they went on tour in in california and i had a chance to go with them and they had a tour bus and believe it or not 90 percent of the time they were in a studio lockdown pizzas burgers beer um uh, ganja uh and they would stay in these in these environments for two weeks three weeks at a time wow so this is a lockdown that you're talking about that we might do or would be a good idea to do. You don't and think we
0: get on each other's nerves a bit, though?
1: Yeah, you do, but that's a part of it. Yeah. You know, if you can stand and live with uh, your wife or your girlfriend mm. and she can stand and live with you and you, you iron things out, isn't, and isn't that what it's all about? You know, you fight and make up.
0: It would be – I'd be willing to do it if we could get a CPAP machine – Oh, just okay. On hold, you know, just just ready to go there.
1: CPAP machine is that is is uh, that a machine that you stay uh, hooked up to when you sleep?
0: Yeah, like if you start snoring, as you did very loudly during the film, you don't even have to worry about it because you're going to be asleep. And then if you start snoring, rather than me being the aggressor and throwing my um, Rumble Roller at you, <laughs> shout out Rumble Roller if they want to sponsor us. Oi. Um, I could just come on and really nicely put the, I don't know how it works, but I put like the Darth Vader like thing on your face and then it pushes the air into you. And then, you know, you have a nice sleep and, and, um, I just get the gentle sounds of the CPAP machine in the background.
1: (laughs) Once again, you've stopped me. Uh, I don't know what to say. I guess I'm a snorer. Um... And uh, it could be a problem if we were hanging out together in the same room, creating. Uh, and I think we did that once before when we were doing the film, and mm-hmm. and you had a, uh, a set of headphones on, and a set of earphones on, earplugs, earplugs, headphones, everything mm. on, so you wouldn't have to hear me snore. That's uh, that's true. And that would be that would be cool, you know, because anything to get the job done. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, I'm going to look into this. I'm going to see what my girlfriend thinks of this situation. Okay. I don't know if she'll be up for it, but... um,
1: Well, would she not be up for us taking off together and doing some work? yeah. In isolation? Yeah. Well, you know what? I agree, but scientists, that's what they do.
0: I think there's a scientific formula for this situation that roughly translates to the, the common phrase, bros before hoes.
1: Right. Talk about a recap. Leave no gaps.
0: What happened in last week's show? So recapping from episode nine, we've had some a, yeah. a really good response. Yeah. Um, I was really pleasantly surprised that number one, people are listening to the show. And number two, people are, are actually, you know, not hating and they're writing in but the most surprising part of this feedback billy was the listener adam the hater now most of our audience will be familiar with adam the hater us talking about him he refused to listen to the show yeah um i sent him several links um over time but he did agree to be a guest on the show and that was one way we were going to sort of trick him to be a fan
1: right And how did that work out?
0: So Adam actually sent me a text from nowhere, quite sheepishly, I'd say. I listened to a couple of minutes of episode nine much better, which implies that he has been listening. And um, more than that, we've actually got Adam on the line now. Let's go to Adam and we'll have a chat to him.
1: Talk about a recap. Leave no gaps.
0: Well, first of all, let's welcome Adam to the show.
2: Welcome,
0: Adam. Welcome, Adam, the hater.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
0: So, Adam, can you run us through what changed from the earlier episodes where you were had your full hating on, and what what's brought you around on Roadie?
2: I guess that uh, that initial episode I listened to, um, it was, um, oh it was just very stilted, I, I thought, and. Um, and, and look you know I, to be honest uh, I thought I thought Billy I thought you were uh, you were carrying it a little and um, what i noticed between the first and the ninth episode is that um, Ben's gotten a lot more comfortable with i guess directing the show as in pushing yeah. it where where it needs to yeah. go and and taking a bit more control over over you know, where you're going next and what the content is?
1: You definitely hit it on the head. And you Obviously, we're listening because that is the result. Yeah, I, I do stand out a bit, but he, he's pretty much in control. I'm the co-pilot. Uh, and he knows what direction to send us in. So great work on um, um, seeing that, uh,
2: Adam. I, I, kind of, uh, I mean, I don't want to draw parallels to Joe Rogan. Joe's got a very good style in how he kind of uh, he leads his guests without um, without pushing them. I think okay. Ben, you're probably you're pro- probably going along those lines.
0: That's a big that's a big compliment, Joe Rogan, the Joe Rogan podcast. Billy, I don't know if we've explained the origin of the name Roadie. Um, but we actually have Adam, Adam the Lover now. Previously, Adam the Hater. To thank for the name. No, I
1: I think he said he dis. You know, he disconnected himself from that.
0: Okay. Do you still no. want to be Adam the Hater or Adam? You just want to be Adam. Uh,
2: probably just Adam.
0: Okay, we'll just call him Adam. We'll leave the hating. No, he's not hating anymore. He's uh, you no. know.
2: Oh, no, I know it's it's still there. It's still there.
0: Right. Well, you are an Australian man yes yes so that the, um, the hate is strong not for the roadie podcast but oh fantastic that is a massive compliment coming from adam. adam can you explain to us you're the reason that the show is called roadie can you explain to us what roadie actually means
2: uh yeah look roadie is uh, i mean for example uh, you're going to mcdonald's to grab some lunch or some dinner and um you actually grab like a uh, a cheeseburger for the ride home before you have dinner. So I kind of refer to that as the roadie. So the cheeseburger uh-huh. is the roadie. Yes, yes, yeah. So it's it's not the dinner itself. It's just the little snack on the ride home before you have the dinner.
0: Uh, I thought it was like a chaser that you, you eat at McDonald's and then as you're getting up to leave, you order another cheeseburger.
2: Another one for the road. That's <laughs> what we thought. Well, look, you know, thats uh, I've certainly done that before too.
0: <laughs> the idea that Adam just mentioned about roadie coming from the food, it sort of became a conversation that Adam and I would have over the years, wasn't it? We would occasionally say, shall we get a roadie? Mm-hmm. When I came and stayed with Adam for a few months, um, I think there was a lot of roadie discussion. But then it turned into really... Short for you know these conversations that Billy and I were having in the car, just like this on the way to shoots. You know, it represents what what's happening in the car, the roadie. Yeah. So that's that's yeah, bringing totally. it back full circle to the cheeseburger. To give Adam a bit more of a background, a- Adam was actually uh, my boss at one stage, Billy. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: You're you're a videographer. You're in the business.
2: Uh yeah I did video production. Uh, I've worked for three different TV networks um, but I now for the last three years been working for myself.
1: Oh Ben didn't tell me all that. maybe yeah. Ben is hating now uh, <laughs> it, well that means all three of us were in um uh, in the same category then well nice nice to meet another fellow uh filmmaker. Yeah, uh, videographer production, everything uh, that, that makes us three ducks in a row.
2: You know, it's always good to uh, connect with other people in our, in our industry.
0: Billy's worked on tw- up to 23 Hollywood films.
2: What's the biggest movie you've worked on, Billy? Uh,
1: I worked on American Beauty. Oh, wow, with Kevin Spacey.
0: That was a, that was an indie film though. You were, going into that, you wouldn't have known that that was going to be but You were saying that was only a six million dollar film.
1: Going into it, there was no budget. Yeah, everybody worked uh, for uh, free. Uh, the actors <laughs> and some of the producers and all. I think we had a six million dollar budget, and that was going to be for you know your honey wagons and your mm-hmm. your security, which I was doing. So therefore, you know, nobody got paid for the first. I believe first month they started going in and and showing the dailies to a few people who then went to the banks and said, yeah, give them some money. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it got, and after that, you know, it got better and better, but they actually started it in the beginning and you know, no, none of the actors got paid, like I said, and, and yeah, it just grew. And then, and then, then it grew to be Academy award winner.
2: I was going to say, did you have to uh, escort anyone off the set?
1: We did a lot of things like be on a corner uh in downtown los angeles and they don't they don't want to put a lock on that camera truck yeah they need a lens they want to walk in there and get it they don't want to open it up so they see the security guard there for 12 hours (laughs) you know and that would be me and i'd be bored and i'd just be watching the back of the truck but the thing was that certain times i was able to be able to be right on the set and that's what i was really working for it was very rewarding to be in the spot at times, but other times be like watching cars in a big parking lot. On Freddie's Nightmare, we were up in the mountains and it was like, it was dark as hell and and I heard noise and I walked up and it was a black bear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, going through the rubbish, man. I'm like, okay, excuse me, you know. Uh, but if he would have come at me, I would have to shoot him. So Adam, do you think you'd uh, be a regular listener after
0: uh, this? Yeah, look, I.
2: I, uh, I can't make any promises.
0: I think that's good enough. I think we've come a, lo- a long way from not listening to listening to a tiny bit to saying, yeah, I'll be a guest on the show. And now, you know, we've brought you full circle. You're on the show. Yes. Well, his degree
1: of haterness is, 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 has been lowered. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we hope that uh, our listeners enjoyed a quick uh step into the origins of the name rody and we'd, we'd love to thank Adam for coming on and spending some time with us today. Adam, thank you so much. For thank you so oh, much. Talk much. Talk no Don't tell him this, but I enjoyed that more than I thought I would. In
2: last
1: week's... He was quite he was quite funny, I thought, because I think it he understood, actually. he kind of realised we that we were doing doing everything in a humorous way, because it's not really good to be a hater. You know, no. haters... Hayton's not
0: fun, it's lonely. So we've had some fantastic reviews, and even better, um, our regulars have either written in or they've written to me directly.
1: We have regular people now. Wow, that's really
0: good. Yeah, it sounds weird to say that. Chef, who is a a chef, Chris, in the UK, said, Listening to episode 9, you guys are loosening up and funny, strolling through Covent Garden. Thumbs up, mate.
1: I can't believe that. That's a good review.
0: Thank you, Chef. I appreciate you listening. My mum wrote in, again, who's going to be a future guest, probably on the next episode. She said, listen to episode nine last night, enjoyed the easy patter and funny recollections, so keep it up. (laughs) In the notes, there's a couple of typos you might want to correct. Men at work (sighs) should be men at work, capital work, as a title, (laughs) and a couple of missing apostrophes on Ben's.
1: No, she didn't do that.
0: So that's, that's a mom's good.
1: job that's a mom's job yeah. though. you would expect that from your mom
0: thank you no I appreciate that I like to, to know when you yeah. get it wrong regular Steve wrote All great right. episode the more I listen the more I get to know about you both and how best to put a podcast together you are both on fire in a good way thanks for the shout out
1: on fire un fuego as yeah. they say it in, in Mexico on fire say it again un fuego
0: un, fr- un fuego
1: un fuego. Do you
0: speak Is any it? Spanish, Billy? I see. <laughs> now, probably the most su- surprising review I had was from my brother David, who if you remember from the last episode wouldn't let me borrow men at work.
1: That's a movie, isn't yes. it? Yes.
0: He said, "I listened to your po- your latest podcast, quite good." Now, when David says "quite good," that means like you know, five stars. He's not, not a hater at all, but he's just like a... he's He's got high you re- standards. You respect his opinion. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. He said, you didn't mention that Joshua, Josh, who's been another listener that wrote in, and I did a poor rip-off of black and white using his cat as the Jaguar. No. Now, <laughs> I completely forgot about this, but this is going back to the time where video production was very expensive, and one of Joshua's friends had a business with like multiple cameras their studio set up and they did some sort of they went into the studio and they played them you know they did like a green screen thing and then they um they did like a a a pretty cool rip off of black and white for the you know 1990 or 91 and they used uh, my cousin's black cat as the jaguar did it work I think it was I think it did its job. I think it was entertaining.
1: Okay. Yes. Yeah. So that's David, is it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The older brother. Yeah, I learned such lessons from him as like if someone wants a drink, you go, "Oh, you want a drink?" and then you pour the water as slowly as you can and as high from the glass so that it takes, you know, like 30 seconds for it to fill up and it really infuriates them.
1: That is right. It would infuriate me, especially if they were looking at me when they're doing it.
0: I'm going to do another quick shout-out, Billy. Uh, It's a family affair to cousin Josh, who's always (laughs) had some, some really positive words and says that he enjoys hearing my voice. So thank you, Josh. Big ups to Josh, yo.
1: Regular Steve. He's the man that you want. That you need. It's a couch, a car, or a feed always has an ace up his sleeve. you will do it right so you get what you need. Regular Steve. Oh, dear.
3: We're all in glasses. Yeah. <laughs>
1: well, that tells us how old we, we got bad eyes. no? Uh, just,
3: I know. Yeah. Like, I can't see anything without them. I'm
1: so blind. I, everything looks much clearer when I put them on.
0: My friend calls me a glasses imposter.
3: <laughs> Why? <laughs> because...
0: He tried. He looked at. He took them off, and he goes, "There's nothing in here." And I go, "No, no, no, there is." I go, "They're they're weak." He goes, <laughs> "He goes, there's nothing in here."
3: <laughs> you just like to look like you've got glass. Yeah, you just want to look smart, <laughs> intelligent. I have to say congratulations to Ben for the book that okay. yourself and your mother did.
0: Our audience are aware that my mum is coming on. She was going to come on earlier, but we wanted to wait until she had something to talk about, which she's been working on and I've been working with her on this children's book that is now printed Mm. and there's a YouTube video for it. It's about a cat called Joni. when Joni came to stay. Check it out, grannydutystories.com. That is what Steve is referring to. So thank you very much and I will pass it on. We've had a lot of um, very encouraging feedback already and quite a few views, but that's not why you're here.
3: No, I'm back. Regular Steve is back and back in a big way, shall we say? Like everybody at the moment, I'm sure there's been moments where we've actually been wanting to indulge a little bit more than we usually would. And whether it be food, whether it be wine, whether it's both at the same time, it certainly has played a big part in my five months of COVID restrictions. And I'm probably the heaviest I've ever been.
0: And do you mind sharing what you're weighing in at?
3: Well, last time I weighed, (laughs) I actually lost two kilos, which was great. So I was like, I've done something different in the last couple of weeks. But I I put on seven kilos over the the five months.
0: Yeah. That's a whole (laughs) moose.
3: It's a whole moose. The reason how that sort of came about is we were meant to be doing a trip around Europe, a six-week holiday, obviously Mm. all that did not occur so my partner decided to do international cuisine every week so Mm. we would go to a different country each week and indulge in copious amounts of food (laughs) to a point where i had to undo my pants and wear tracksuit pants for the second part of the meal because it was so filling
0: (laughs) (laughs) you put your fat pants on what would you think steve if we could offer you Free of charge liposuction, would you take it?
3: Do you know what? I don't think I would because I'm not a I'm not very good with operations.
0: What do you intend to do about this? Are you going to keep going? Like there's no incentive to stop. COVID still going. What do you, What do you think? What can we do if we want to turn things around?
3: You've got to start to create a habit that is going to minimize or. Re- Reduce the amount of intake that you're actually putting into your stomach or into your mouth, mm-hmm. your mouth, um, whether it's food or wine. And that comes from, well, what do I actually want to achieve? Why do I want to do this in the first place? So first identifying the why, why am I doing this? And if you can identify the why and then see where you can head to that goal and that objective, you've got a pathway to your journey, then, Just you break it up into steps and take it day by day, week by week, month by month, and soon you start to see results.
1: What I gathered in the beginning, you talked about because you couldn't take a trip, you were going to create the atmosphere of the different places you were going to go. So is that continuing on or was that just a a weekly thing? You thought about doing it for two weeks or or how long has that gone on for?
3: Uh, It's been on for... Probably three months. Uh, so, oh my gosh, each, 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 <laughs> we started with we started with French. We've had German. German was very heavy food, but beautiful mm. food. We had Italian. Mm-hmm. We yeah. had last week. We had Afghanistan, which wow. was really interesting. Moroccan, and Japanese, Moroccan, Japanese, Chinese, uh, and then we were doing you know more of the European Spanish greek
1: so, <laughs> so so this 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 weight gain thing is, is 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 attributed to that or or have we just gotten spiral out of control
3: well it doesn't help the booze on top of that so oh. <laughs> so you cut the booze out I, and i know from personal experience i cut booze out completely for the last few years every like of three to five months i'd, I'd actually taken the booze out of my diet and i lost six to eight kilos easily
0: yeah do you think Billy and I should move somewhere together and just focus on the podcast, like move somewhere that's really cheap rent in the country and we'll live with each other. We'll make each other breakfast. We could share a bedroom, separate beds, but share. And we're just like in each other's face all day. And then we, how's
3: Jasmine going to handle
1: that?
0: (laughs) I think she would not appreciate that. Okay, well that answers that, really. I like, I like your style.
3: <laughs> look well, what I would say is that don't they say that you should keep your work separate from yes. your home life. Yes. So <laughs> from personal experience, um I look depending what you want from this, you know what you want to achieve and whether you think that's going to give you more I don't interest and more people you know coming forward I, I and don't listening. think
0: um, living together is the answer I think it's probably living apart and making more podcasts or, or just keep doing uh, uh, the same amount of podcasts or slightly more and um, just promoting it
1: Regular Steve he's the man that you want that you need it's a couch a car or a feed he always has an ace up his sleeve he do it right so you get what you need Regular Steve. I noticed you changed since you had your caffeine.
0: Okay, so once again, I've tried to record this episode with no caffeine. And I got as far as the intro, and then I received a text from my girlfriend and said, do you want a tea? This is like no caffeine, I just had decaf coffee. To which Billy said it's probably a good idea.
1: I thought it would be. Because sometimes when you have too many cups of coffee, you get very, like, you get a little irritated. Sure. But if you don't have, like, one cup, you you, you tend to be at a very low mood, and you don't move as fast. You, you tend to second-guess yourself.
0: So how am I functioning on one cup of tea now?
1: I think you're right where you should be, but I would probably think you should have about three or four more.
0: Okay. Maybe yeah, I'll have yeah. one between the segments or a coffee. Yeah.
1: But to try to do it non-caffeine-y? No, I do
0: don't think it's um, going to work, Billy.
1: It didn't work for me. I tried to do what you did for yeah. three days. And I think on the third day, I went mad and said, you know what, I'm human, I can't take this. And I'm like every other person, 88% of the world that needs uh, caffeine.
0: So in the words of Taylor Swift or whoever writes her stuff, we are never, ever, ever podcasting uncaffeinated together. I was... In a movie, that's right, a motion picture with my good friend. We were in a scene on the second camera, on the crane camera in a nightclub. The camera was coming down on us. It was maybe, you know, like, I don't know, three or four meters from us. The scene was clearly about us or so we thought. Basically in the scene, we were in the nightclub. We were talking to these girls, trying to pick them up. And then camera A was filming, like, a dance scene or something over the other side. So this huge crane, which looked bigger than camera A, um, you know, it was all about us. So we were drinking, pretending to chat to these girls, whatever. You know, six months later, I have, you know, new girlfriend, and I'm like, I'm going to take you to see this movie that I'm in. Right. And we get to the cinema, and, you know, we've been talking it up and everything, and then we're watching the film, and... The scene happens. The scene's very quick. And I'm waiting to see the shot of, you know, the crane come down on me and my friend chatting to these girls. And the scene finishes. And we weren't in it. And, oh, I sort of felt really, I f- you know, not only did I feel a bit embarrassed because I'd spoken, about surely there's another scene. They're going to come back to that, right? Yeah. They're going to come back and show us. They never came to us. And this was before I was like a a proper editor, I guess. And what I didn't realize was the second camera was just capturing the coverage. And we uh, ended up on the cutting room floor.
1: Wow, you really thought too much into that one. You thought you were uh, going to be on there.
0: Yeah, I talked it up. And this girl, I I don't know, she was pretty cool about it.
1: Man, that would have been crazy, because I would have been like, damn, how did they, how did they forget about me? Like, the
0: feeling know? is the lights came up afterwards. You just wanted to go and hide. <laughs> Cut to, you know, the thing comes out on DVD, and I go through it, like, frame by frame, and I couldn't see myself. But I thought, you know, I just have another look. So I downloaded the film the other day. It's on a streaming service. And I went through frame by frame, and I'm not in it at all.
1: <laughs> That's funny that you would take the time out to really investigate and look.
0: I was really making sure.
1: So your first role was was you ended up on the cutting room floor.
0: First and only.
1: On the cutting room floor. Mm-hmm. And being an extra, it's it, it can be quite lucrative, can't it, at, at times?
0: Not in this country. What's your experience?
1: Oh, I've been in a few films, and uh, I... Did a lot of film work, and I was an extra on a lot of uh, movies and TV shows. Um, it's it's a bit, you know, boring, but you at least get to experience what goes on on the set, and that's what I like. I did every every day just about through the week, you know, or yeah. if it lasted, you know, if, if they wanted you in the movie scene for three days, you know, you go sit around, and you would get paid about maybe I think the least I would make would be like, $250 a day. Okay. And yeah, so if you get called back three or four times during the week on that one movie, then, you know, I found it quite lucrative, you know, because I would get $500 or $600 a week. Yeah. Uh, and I would eat, hey, eating, they feed you. You sit any, around a lot, though. Any and you meet
0: uh, films that we can see you in, Billy?
1: Yes. There was a film called uh, The Five Heartbeats, and it was my first one. Uh, uh, part of doing it and and i was in the in a crowd in the church uh Mm -hmm. in the church scene uh that they did and and i was like maybe five rows up and three people in and i ended up finding myself uh i looked at it and i said there i am and i've always looked at it and said that's my first role as an extra and uh yeah i have it on tape forever and yeah it was good actually
0: you've just sent that through to me now billy and i'm just having a look And I can see you've got a very cool flat top. If anyone's looking for Billy in the Five Heartbeats, he's wearing a a black jumper with a white shirt and tie. With a tie.
1: It was church. They told us to wear a tie. There I am in a scene where one of the musicians had a really, really bad drug problem. The group broke up and the Five Heartbeats was a musical singing group. And it was based on uh, this guy taking drugs and ruining the group going really bad, but he actually came back to the church. And they were celebrating his return to the church, and uh, that was a scene that I was in. And they showed the audience in the church, and there I was. So I can really say that, uh, unlike you, I didn't end up on a cutting room floor.
0: No. That's very impressive, Billy.
1: Yes, and I can add it to my resume as being a Hollywood star.
0: Well... You know, Hollywood, imp- legitimately employed, uh, background extra, extra.
1: Yes. My brother came along. He was very funny. He was a comedian and didn't give a crap about what people thought, so he was very flamboyant on sets. Much funnier than me. Uh, much better looking. And, uh, yeah, he would actually uh, cost some of the actors and he would, he would be able to talk with them because he was so close to them. Doing the scenes, and uh, yeah, he ran across uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger one day, mm-hmm. and he tried to walk up to Arnold, and he said, hey, what's up, Arnold? And Arnold just flipped him off, like, hey, he
2: really? walked
1: away from him. Yeah, my brother got mad. He was like, oh, that's cold, man, that's jacked up. And he said it out loud. And he said, oh, man, and then he began to imitate Arnold, uh, because I think his wife was pregnant at the time, Maria. And he said, my wife is going to have a baby. She's pregnant, and he did the imitation so good. Everybody yeah. in the on the set started laughing about it. And Arnold was walking around his trailer, <laughs> and my brother was actually entertaining the whole crew of extras imitating uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And he heard it, and he wasn't too happy with it because you could see him uh, kind of a little had a little anger. But basically, he dissed my brother. He wanted to say, "Hey, Arnold, what's up? You know, like, how you yeah. doing? You know?" And he was like, "Oh, I don't have time." You yeah. Know? You don't talk to actors, don't you know that? And my brother said, really? Oh you know Yeah, my brother was like, That's cold blooded, man. He's he's being uppity. So like I said, he he, he did he did an imitation of him, My wife, she's pregnant, she's going to have a baby. My wife, Maria, is going to have a baby.
0: This is the African um Arnold Schwarzenegger.
1: He did it way, he did it really. Uh, he 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 did it to the T uh, he did it well? He did it well. He did it better than me. I mean, he sounded just like him. He goes, my my wife Maria, she's going to have a baby, and like I said, he, he my brother made everybody laugh. But I mean, like I said, I, I I did my extra work for years and years and years, and then I ended up getting a job as a security guard on movies. So that's my story. I spent about maybe a good a good fifteen, maybe fifteen years on movie sets, in wow. one way or another, whether it be the extra. But I always wanted to do that. And, and it tells you, like, in your lifetime, you know, if you want to do something, you'll find your way to where you want to do it if you really love it that much. And I, I used to, as a child, uh, go onto movie sets because they came into my neighborhood, mm-hmm. which was a ghetto. And they filmed a lot of police movies and police story, police woman. And I used to watch them from, like, 8 o'clock in the morning till 5 at night. Um and it, I was really intrigued, so when I got older, I said, I want to be in the movies, and I ended up being in the movies because uh, you can actually tell yourself, I want this, and you place yourself in a position
2: mm-hmm. to
1: be there, and like I said, I was an extra first. That's what drew me, and once I got in as an extra, I saw that there were security companies, and that's when I took on a security job.
0: I actually did not enjoy being an extra. I found it extremely boring, and like you weren't really that. Like they did need you, yeah, but it was just like, you know, am I gonna be in this? Are you gonna gonna give me a part in this film or what?
1: Yeah, you do get that idea. You do get that idea. Probably
0: everyone, every extra does because, and you know, I don't want to um, put out the idea there that I want to be an actor or anything like it. I was doing it more from the filmmaking side of things.
1: I wanted to be around the atmosphere. I don't care what I did. I just wanted to be there, and I didn't care how boring it was. It was very boring. But uh, to me, I was like, man, this is. I'd rather do this than, you know, be working at McDonald's.
0: Oh, yeah. Also, I wasn't getting paid, so that was probably... <gasps> what? Yeah. I don't even think they're allowed to do that now. Unpaid extras, yeah, in this country.
1: Oh, no, no, you got to pay. Yeah, Yeah, they didn't pay. They
0: fed us, but uh, they didn't pay us. I will work for food. I am editing a wedding from my close friend, Amanda, or A, as I call her. I said to her that I am definitely going to film it for her. And she says, you don't have to do that. I want you to come as a guest. And I said, no, 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 I'm going to film it for you. She was getting her wedding film whether she liked it or not. Now, I've been editing this wedding. The only problem is that the date of the wedding was 2017. She's had to wait like three years for this wedding to be completed. And, you know, my argument is, well, marriage is forever, so what's the rush? It should be a nice surprise for her.
1: No. I would think that the wedding would be done at least six months, the latest. Uh, But you're saying three years, which is very funny. Because who wants to see something three years later when they could be divorced?
0: Well, look, the idea is that you go in and you stay married. And the video should be the test. And if you're thinking of divorcing, play the video and see how happy you were on that day.
1: Now, you got a good point there.
0: We are trying to get a comedian on our show and I have written an email to this person and upon reading the email to Billy, he thought it denigrated him. Okay, keep going. I won't say who it's to, but I will read it out. Hi, in short, the show centers around the creative life and the experience of living in Australia from the perspective of an Australian born Jew and an African-American immigrant. Billy is originally from LA and has lots of stories from his time working security in Hollywood. He is the son of jazz drummer Billy Higgins, who played with the likes of Miles Davis. Ben has worked in Europe as a news cameraman and has a fair share of stories, but they now both work in corporate video in Australia. We're both huge fans of you. Please be on our show. That's summarizing the end. But basically, Billy thought that it makes him sound like some kind of lowly security guard. I'm having the stories of, you know, I'm this cameraman in you know, Europe. It sounds exotic. And
1: yeah, that's what it sounds like. And uh, it seems like you built yourself up and...
0: I built myself up and I made Billy sound like some chump.
1: Trash collector. The person that you wrote that to may want to get back with you and say, hey, look, you made Billy sound this way and I just want to let you know... Okay.
0: How can I build you, know, you up was, in this story, Billy? How would you like to be presented
1: i would I would say that you know originally Billy's from l a and he's got yeah. a lot of stories work and security, yeah. which he you know he dated a few of the actresses, major actresses. he also went and had ice cream with Janet jackson what uh yes in uh, uh so because yeah, I was in the thick of things, and I was very handsome, and um you know uh, I didn't know about I, this. I think it was a video that she had that blonde wig on, uh, and she was, and they had the big African guy spinning around on a wheel in the desert. That's that was a video, and that was the weekend that I worked. But yeah, she said, "Hey, Billy," you know. I was outside. I tried to play myself down as you wanted me to, uh, and uh, uh, I tried to act like I was nothing but a security guard. And mm-hmm. I think she noticed that. Uh-huh. And and uh, it wasn't our first um, run in. Uh, we had run into each other a few years before that. And uh, I was working with her doing a music clip. And, and I didn't say anything to her the whole day. And I was moving a big light boom. And I noticed somebody was standing in front of me. And it was her. And I said, oh, excuse me. You know, she looked at me like, look here guy you've been here 16 hours and you haven't said a word to me and i'm like well you don't need me to kiss your ass everybody else is mm-hmm. and, and and she kind of she kind of looked, looked at me i said okay how you doing and so she you know blah she proved a point but this time i don't know whether she remembered me or not but she says look here we're gonna go for ice cream and we need security and i was like yeah but she had her own security as it was
2: right
1: uh-huh. <laughs> so she just said we're gonna go have ice cream and we went and had ice cream and uh it was good, and I said, "Oh, but I got to work." and she said, "I already talked to Harry, and he said, "You can go and wow. so um I went and had ice cream, you know, she bought it, and then we sat there, and there was a big crowd of people there and everything and I I'd rather I'd rather go out like that of saying, you know I you know i uh you know hung around with the beautiful actresses and and uh, uh, uh you know had a few affairs with a few of them.
0: Well, wow, I didn't know any of this, Billy.
1: Yeah, I was looking good. Yeah, I had a big afro, and I was I was a lot thinner, and I was very handsome. And, you know, you're making a movie, and it takes a long time to make a movie. Yeah. Three months. And if you're around somebody for three months, bumping into them, you're obviously going to be talking to them in some way, whether you say hi, goodbye, whatever. Yeah, so um, I, I'd rather be known as – I know I was a lowly security guard,
0: uh-huh.
1: Uh but I the fact that you made me sound like I was a, a – a, empty and trash and uh
0: so do you think i should put that whole janet jackson story in this letter to the next person that we write to just so that they know
1: yeah because there'll be much they will be much more like oh wow he's he's you okay. know he's met you know he's he's been in the presence of janet jackson and so he I went
0: actually, on a date with janet jackson or he was
1: i had ice cream
0: they need to know that things happened between you and janet jackson
1: yes yes and you know if i have to i'll have to call her up one day okay and remind her but she would probably deny it
0: well i'm very impressed billy thank you i don't have any of those stories well yet so you know, I, I might admit the security part and just be like you've worked on all these films i'm gonna rewrite this letter uh-huh. i'm gonna focus on your time with janet jackson And I'll just say that, you know, I appear on the show occasionally, but I'll make it, um, you know, I'll build you up a bit more than just being like he was a security guard that got fired because he he did a line that he shouldn't have. I'll get that draft to you um, before the next show and I'll get you to approve it.
1: This part of the show, we're going to do some... Final thoughts, at this part of the show we're going to do some final
0: thoughts, thoughts you might think at the end. Okay, final thoughts for episode 10, Billy. So we we know that we had um, Adam on the show now. The hater. We get, well, he's no longer Adam the hater, he's Adam. Oh, that's right. right. Uh, we've spoken to Steve about putting on weight. Yeah, Regular Steve. Yep, we did. Um, We have spoken about the caffeinated versus non-caffeinated. I think we've agreed that we need caffeine.
1: Yeah, I I, I wanted to mention that to you
0: as a Being an extra. Yeah. um, Things that you buy for people that you need them to stop doing something so you'll happily pay money for it.
1: People probably didn't hear about it, but you want to give me some medical advice. Mm -hmm. Uh, Me being 60 years old, I think you're very, very... uh, interested in making sure i take care of myself and you recommended i get a ecg
0: yeah only for the purposes of the show
1: yes because of the show right so it takes it back to the beginning of one of our segments where you talked about well i'm going to invest my time in uh, this podcast and and billy's going to be sitting eating doritos and not taking care of himself and he's going to pass away
0: yes i believe that is a possibility
1: where does that leave me? A waste of time.
0: I mean, I guess I could go back into the archive and try and, you know, release some other episodes, but it, I'd be pretty screwed. I
1: laughed about it because I'm thinking this person is like, all, all they're doing is thinking about themselves. Yeah. And it's true, though. It's like, yeah, what do I, what's in it for me kind of thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Where can yeah. I
1: find another Billy? There ain't going to be no other Billy. But if no I no
0: other Billys. And we'll get on to that next time. But basically, uh-huh. I've prescribed Billy to get an ECG. Um i'm not a medical doctor, but uh, I have seen what they do and I just sort of copied that a bit. We need people regular listeners like you to subscribe and rate on Apple podcasts or Google podcasts and yeah to give us five stars yep and send us an email. Yes. For some ideas on this show. Please. BillyBenPodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Or follow us on Instagram. And. Um,
1: I'll say that your, your participation really depends on our survival. Yeah. And if you want us to still be around,
0: please. Emotionally blackmail our listeners.
1: I think that's the best way to do it. Isn't that what they do? Yeah. Should we set up a a GoFundMe? No. Okay, I thought I'd try.